Hi, everybody. It's Carly Wojcik of Work Consulting. Usually, I cut straight to the chase, but I've realized that I have quite a few listeners here on this podcast, so I'm going to take a moment to introduce myself to you. As I mentioned, my name is Carly Wojcik. Yes, it's Polish. Um, And I am the founder of Work Consulting, which is a marketing consulting agency based in Traverse City, Michigan. Um, As the founder of Work Consulting, I endeavor and am working to help businesses make marketing dramatically more valuable to their organization by identifying the root causes of why their existing marketing efforts aren't working and then putting smart, measurable, purposeful strategies in place to overcome those challenges. Those strategies often include advertising campaigns and media planning and brand positioning strategies, but just as often they include team trainings, hiring new employees, and connecting with new agencies and freelance creative professionals to get the strategies that we designed together up off the ground in place and running and so that we can measure them and refine them along the way. So that's what I do. I help businesses move marketing from a cost center to a profit center, which is what it should be. Marketing does work, but strategy is required. And that is what work consulting does. So thanks for being here. Thanks for listening. Um, If we are not connected, if we have not met virtually or in person, please look me up on LinkedIn, uh, Carly Wojcik. Last name is W-U-J-C-I-K. I I think I might be the only one on earth, maybe one or two other Carly Wojcik's. Um, But look me up on LinkedIn and connect with me there. I'd love to have further conversations with you. Today, we're talking about the art of the RFP, the request for proposal document that businesses should be preparing and should invest time and thought into preparing when they're considering hiring new agency partners or new freelance creative professionals to get their strategies and marketing efforts up and off the ground. Um, Before we jump into what you should include in those RFPs, I want to talk a little bit about two things. Number one, why I'm qualified to be giving you this advice. That's probably the most important part. We'll start there. Um, I spent 12 years before I started work consulting, working uh, at an executive level agency side, which means I was running other people's marketing agencies. And for a good handful of those years, I was responsible for our business development efforts, among many other things, which means I fielded literally hundreds of RFPs from businesses around the globe. And I (laughs) helped our teams decide which ones to respond to um, and really pick them apart and and diagnose via written word delivered via email from a company um, what we think their business needed from us, what it was that they were trying to accomplish. And I can tell you this, those RFPs are not written well. You can tell that they just get handed off to an intern, somebody who has no time to prepare them, um, just throws it together so they've got something to send to everyone that they want to solicit a proposal from, um, which really does such a disservice to you as a business whose time and dollar resources are, of course, limited and budgeted. And without a good RFP, it's really hard to, number one, attract the right candidates to respond. Number two, get appropriate responses. Number three, be able to actually compare those responses 
um, and hire and choose ultimately the right partner. A lack of a good RFP is very often the reason why business businesses ended up end up hiring. Uh, excuse me, businesses end up hiring agency partners who then aren't able to deliver on what they thought they could uh, or what the business expected or actually needed in return. So I cannot overstate the importance of putting time and strategy and effort into the development of an RFP. So I spent years agency side fielding those RFPs. I currently still field RFPs from businesses who are soliciting a proposal from me uh, and work consulting. And I also help businesses just like yours prepare those RFPs. I help connect businesses with new agency partners, freelance creative professionals, potential new employees to get the strategies, like I said, that we've designed, uh, implemented up and running and off the ground. So without further ado, let's talk about what needs to go in that RFP. First things first though, who needs to receive an RFP? And I commonly hear businesses say, well, we're, we're just looking for a freelance d- designer or a freelance web developer or somebody to create this ad campaign. There's no need to c- prepare an official RFP. Wrong, wrong. I tell every business, every client I work with, we need an RFP. Some of them need to be far more formal than others, but we need one consistent starting point that we are going to to deliver to every person who we want a proposal from. That's going to allow us to compare, number one, their attention to detail. Who put time and effort into reading this and understanding what it is that we're saying we actually need? Businesses don't necessarily consider that, This is really kind of a screening tool. That RFP becomes a screening tool. So you need to to put effort into that. You need to give it to everybody who you're soliciting a bid from. No one is not important enough to receive an RFP. Put the time and effort into preparing one and use it as a tool for you to be able to kind of begin to feel what it's like to work with this company. Are they listening? Are they reading? Do they hear it? Are they paying attention to what we actually are asking for? Uh, And are they responding appropriately? Um, So now that we've got that out of the way and you're going to prepare an RFP for every project you're going to hire an outsourced party for going forward, let's talk about what needs to go in it. Number one, your company background. And I am not talking about a copy and paste from the About Us section of your website because anybody worth their salt responding to your proposal request is going to scour your website top to bottom. They're going to scour your clients' websites or understand who your customers are, scour their social profiles, their websites top to bottom. Don't copy and paste stuff from your website. When you're preparing an RFP and you're going to put your company background in, keep it to the most important information, which is what you do, why you do it, and who you do it for. Those three things, what you do, why you do it, who you do it for. Company background. Do not copy and paste from the about section on your website. Keep it concise. It doesn't have to be a lengthy uh, historical recount of your business. What you do, who you do it for, why you do it. Uh, The next thing, I'm not going to cover everything I put in the article. If you want to see it, again, connect with me on LinkedIn and you can read the article in its entirety, is budget. I hear so many and have for the last decade plus reasons why people don't include a budget in their RFP. And it goes something like this. If we tell them our budget, they're just going to try to spend it all. We want them to recommend what it is that we should spend. 
should they be able to tell us exactly how much this will cost? Why do we have to put a budget in the, in, in the project? Here's the deal. Marketing, there is no black and white answer. Despite the fact that you can scroll through Instagram or LinkedIn or Pinterest or really anywhere today and everybody's peddling, you know, the one magical way they made $50,000 and how you can repeat it every single step exactly the same way they did, that's not how marketing works. There are infinite ways to solve a marketing challenge. It's a story problem, if you will, and we as marketing professionals need to understand all of the boundaries within we, we have to work all of the boundaries we have to work within. Budget is always one of those. If you don't know it down to the dollar, put in a range. Because if you don't, you're wasting your own time. You're going to get proposals back from a number of vendors that are far outside what you can actually invest. Putting a budget in that's too low, people people are often like, eh, if I put my budget in, then this agency that we want to respond won't respond because it's going to be too low to get their attention. We really want this agency agency to respond to this proposal. And if we put our low budget in, they're not going to respond. It's, it's automatically going to weed them out. Number one, good. Again, time. Time, resource, value. <laughs> you don't have enough time to be fielding those, those responses from partners that you ultimately can't afford. It's okay if your RFP eliminates things that are going to be out of budget. Number two, it may not eliminate them. I think people have this, businesses have this misconception that, you know, there's high budget agencies, there's low budget agencies. This is true, but there are also a number of agencies who really thrive on preparing solutions that fit nearly every budget. If you've got enough chutzpah to be putting together an RFP, and to be hiring a third-party contractor, you've got some sort of budget. And if you position yourself and your problem and your strategy and your hunt for somebody who can actually help you overcome these things, marketing agencies are always up for a good challenge. They love it. They love a good challenge. And if the opportunity is there for them to help you shine, which will make them shine, they'll respond. So please, you have to include your budget. Not doing so only wastes your time. A range is fine. But don't skip that part. Must include a budget. Must include a budget. Project scope, right? Project overview, I talk about that in the article that I wrote on LinkedIn, project scope. This is where you need to get a little bit more detailed in terms of your expectations of what the contractor that you hire is going to actually deliver. Now, again, I hear a lot of hemming and hawing on this. We don't, we don't want to eliminate strategy for them. We don't want to uh, narrow down too much what it is that they prescribe for us. You won't. I'm telling you right now, any agency worthy of being hired, and most of them are, is going to come forward with what they believe is best for you. Beyond the fact that like that's just in their DNA, every agency business development training is all about going rogue on the RFP. And it going outside of that project scope, right? Come forward with what you know is right. Break the rules. That's what they're trained to do. So outline your project scope so that we are putting all the cards on the table up front. And don't worry about that, eliminating them coming forward with the recommendation that they believe is actually right for you. The third thing is uh, response guidelines and timelines and talking about next steps. Make sure that you outline and document how you want to receive responses to this RFP. Is it in PDF form? Is it a link? What is it? 
make sure you outline that and clarify it. Give them a very specific timeline uh, when responses are due by and let them know in the RFP itself what the next steps are going to be. So many agencies are going to contact you as soon as you issue the RFP and ask for a discovery call. Again, they are trained to do that, but also there's more than a million appropriate ways to solve a marketing challenge and More often than not, businesses aren't putting enough information into their RFP to make it possible for agencies to come forward with a really savvy, specific, customized proposal because you're not giving them enough information to diagnose what it is that you actually need. So make sure that you're clear in all of this information because you're going to get a number of calls. You're going to get a number of requests from agencies who want to have a discovery call. They want to have initial questions. Lots of businesses I work with say, we don't want to do that. We don't want to give anyone an unfair advantage. More importantly, we're preparing this RFP document and submitting and soliciting bids that way because we don't have time to set up all of those one-on-one calls. So if that's your take on it, if you are using this as a time saver and you don't want to have one-on-one discovery sessions with every agency and every freelance creative professional and every potential consultant that is going to receive and respond to this RFP, you need to make sure that you are very detailed and very, very clear. That doesn't mean it can't be succinct. It just means the information that you include needs to be poignant purposeful, well thought out. The art of the RFP. You can read the entire article on my LinkedIn page. Again, connect with me on LinkedIn. My name is Carly Wujic, W-U-J-C-I-K, or visit me on my website at workconsulting.com. Thanks for listening. Talk to you again soon.